Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles frameworks. In today's episode, we're going to address the growing shortage of teachers we're seeing across the country right now. The Wall Street Journal recently reported that 300,000 teachers and school staff left the field between February 2020 and May of this year. According to the data this year from the National Education Agency, 55% of educators indicate they're ready to leave the profession earlier than planned due to burnout. Our guest in today's episode will weigh in on the topic of how school leaders can recruit and retain teachers. Our guests will also discuss how federal funding can be used to help support this. First, let me introduce my colleague, Dr. Sarah Miller, Director of Partnership and Student Services for Teacher Ready, an alternative certification program that we offer at Suter Education and affiliated with the University of West Florida. Sarah holds a teacher certification and licensure in educational administration, special education, and for elementary education, grades K through six. Sarah received board certification from the National Board of Professional Teaching Standards as an exceptional needs specialist in 2004. Prior to her role with student education, Sarah worked in K-12 education as a special education teacher and a leader for 17 years. With us also today is my colleague, Dr. Amy Fowler. Amy is a coach on our student education team. She began her career in Santa Monica, California as a middle school history science and AVID teacher before she moved into site and district leadership. After that, she served as a consultant in partnership with Charlotte Danielson, supporting teacher evaluation processes and the delivery of quality feedback and professional growth. Amy served as a central office leader for two different charter management organizations in the Bay Area of California, Aspire Public Schools and Downtown College Prep, as well as Deputy Secretary of Education for the state of Vermont. Our podcast producer, Mary Stackhouse-Consoli, sat down with Sarah and Amy to discuss how school districts can hire teachers amid this shortage of how to tackle the growing challenge of recruiting and retaining qualified teachers. Take a listen. Sarah and Amy, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Thank you so much. It's nice to join you. Thanks. Great to be here. All right, let's get started. So in the introduction, Janet touched on the struggle with filling the demand of teaching positions. This is an issue that we're seeing across the country. Sarah, what do we know about the most common factors that contribute to teachers leaving the field? Surveys reference many factors, such as the need for additional support, student behavior and disrespect, and staff shortages, of course, which compound burnout and stress. According to Edweek, 84% of teachers surveyed said that teaching is more stressful now than it was before the coronavirus closures. Teachers really feel pulled in many different directions, so we need to help them stay focused on the priority, teaching their students. According to Edweek, the factor that plays the biggest role in keeping teachers teaching is their love of students. I love that. So, Sarah, what do you see as a long-term solution to this teaching shortage and to recruiting and retaining qualified teachers? A long-term solution has to focus on four critical needs. The first is creative recruiting practices. Districts really need to take a careful look at staff that they have in their system already who have bachelor's degrees, 
and they could look at cultivating and grow their own residency program. People who already live and serve in their community are going to be more likely to stay. They just need help getting their credentials. Of course, that can be hard if they live far from a university. Programs like Teacher Ready help districts certify paraprofessionals and even second career folks from their community who really want to teach, and they can learn to teach using a remote learning platform. Secondly, effective early career support is really vital. Teachers have to have mentors available to them so they can feel supported in their first years of the classroom. Continued professional development is also extremely important because it really helps prepare and support teachers through the rapid changes that education is constantly facing. Studer Education's Teaching Fundamentals is a great example of just-in-time professional development that can aid teacher success. We're really excited about Teaching Fundamentals, so stay tuned for some further information about it. I think the last important piece is leadership development. Leaders really need to build genuine, caring relationships with their staff, their parents, and their students. This creates a positive school and classroom culture. Leaders need to incorporate reward and recognition, rounding, and employee engagement. Yes, all of this is so good. And I love what you said about, Sarah, about teachers having early career support. That's super important, you know, and the opportunities for professional development, like you said, as well. And you mentioned teaching fundamentals, and we are excited about that. And um, like you said, there's going to be more information to come. So stay tuned. Now, Amy, I'd love for you to weigh in as well. From your past experience, how might districts think about using federal or state funds to support addressing the strategies that Sarah's mentioned to address teacher shortages? Mary, that's a really great question because of course we all know there's work to do, but figuring out how to pay for it is often a challenge. So Sarah mentioned that there are four main ways that we can address a teacher shortage. Some of them are focused on finding our teachers. Others are focused on developing our leaders. The first thing that we all need to do is align our goals with the federal funding priorities. Before COVID, our Title I and Title II funds were used to promote um, developing teachers through teacher residency and also developing our leaders. So this is completely aligned with the federal funding priorities. Your Title I dollars are best used for finding ways to support students who face poverty or are often underrepresented group members. And our Title II um, supports the development of teachers and leaders and is designed to give access to high quality educators. Now, many people don't realize, but the ESSER funds, when those were authorized by Congress, were authorized to support all of the existing allowable um, uses of federal funds that Title I through IV allow. So any ESSER funds that you may have unexpended right now could be used to support things like teacher residency or leadership development. That's so interesting. Can you give us an example or two of how districts go about creating a justification for using federal or state funds, um, the ESSER funds, as you were just talking about? Sure. Um, So, you know, anybody who writes grants, one of the first things you need to always remember is you want to use the language the funder is using to describe your strategy or goal. This helps your funder to see that their priorities are aligned with your priorities. Amy, that's a great tip. Can you give us an example of using the funder's language? Absolutely, Mary. So, you know, I was speaking to you about the use of um, Title I, Title II, or ESSER funds. 
When we're thinking about the ESSER funds, that money was given to states and local education agencies specifically to deal with the stresses brought on by COVID and COVID closures. And so it's important, as um, Sarah was mentioning, you know, the COVID pandemic has increased the stress on teachers, and it's led to even greater resignations in the aftermath of that COVID closure. So when you're writing your grant application saying that you need to use ESSER funds to support your recruitment and retention strategies, you want to help the funder see that there's a direct connection to the COVID pandemic and how that impacted your ability to retain your teaching staff. So one idea might be to look at the paraprofessionals who served you through the pandemic who are looking for that career opportunity to become a teacher. You might establish a grow your own program and use the um, funding that you have through ESSER or Title II as an incentive or recognition or reward for those paraprofessionals who served with you and get them ready through um, collaborating with a credential program like Teacher Ready where they can earn their teaching credential during the time that they're serving as a paraprofessional. Another example might be to look at those same funding sources and invest in your leaders and their development. Give them the skills and professional development they need to be able to do the two-way communication, the reward and recognition and rounding that Sarah talked about. Both of these would be opportunities where you could use your uh, federal funds to support the development of both your teacher, prospective teachers and your leaders so that you can have a long-term return. Um, you're going to invest the money today in order to have that long-term solution for um, increased recruitment and retention of your staff. Amy, these tips were fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. And Sarah and Amy, thank you both for this discussion. Thank you for weighing in on how school districts can recruit and retain teachers. This is a very challenging time um, for schools. So thank you for this discussion and also discussing the various ways that teachers can be supported. Thank you for being here. Thanks. We enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I thank Sarah and Amy and Mary for the contributions to this podcast. As you all know, and, and your goal is our goal, is to recruit passionate people into our profession and grow and develop them to make a difference in the lives of students, their families, and our communities. And we know that a leader, a leader, a school leader, and leaders in districts have great opportunity to really provide the support that's needed to continue to retain good teachers in our field. So I am so appreciative to Sarah and Amy for the contributions that they've made over the years and still today to our current and future teachers. We've got an event coming up this fall you won't want to miss. It's our 11th annual Education Leadership Conference, What's Right in Education. It's scheduled for October 27th and 28th at our beautiful hometown in Pensacola, Pensacola Beach. You can uh, connect and by heading over to studereducation.com slash events and learn more about what's right in education. As always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share this episode with a friend or a colleague. Also, your feedback is valuable to us, so please take a moment to follow and rate our podcast in Apple Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.